so long to do this movie 1981 slash 2015's the most dangerous movie ever made (laughs) steve we need a drink to celebrate this moment yes yes what do you got babe (laughs) we have from talisman brewing company because it is the end of Cat-tober, their Mertzen. Ooh, fuck Cat-tober-fest. And it's in a good old 32-ounce crowler. Nice. Let me pop my top. Ooh. Oh, my oh, top. My. I love a crowler. I love a can that is 32 ounces. Yeah. It makes me happy. Man-sized. And the pour. All right. Ooh. Nice little auburn color to it yeah oh that is a nice beautiful clear beer yeah yeah nice little yeah like a little uh god little, like little copper tones to it a uh, nice light khaki colored head khaki mm. yeah you want me to find mm. my khakis nice uh yeah yeah it's almost got like it's got like almost like red notes and it. it's really beautiful yeah. meritson color god meritsons are so great mm-hmm. good malty aroma yeah, nice uh, foamy head that dissipates quickly. Not quickly enough. I'm trying to get down to the body. There we go. <laughs> this is 4% alcohol by volume. Hmm. Yeah, malt forward. A uh, little bit of the uh, earthy notes. Just, I guess, noble yeah. hops or whatever they're probably using. But yeah, just nice Not quite smooth. as malty as some other Meritsons, but yeah. yes, is a good... This is surprisingly dry uh, Meritson, but yeah, yeah delicious. Yeah. Cereally, yeah, definitely drink this all day. It's almost mm. just like drinking water. 
Yeah. <laughs> just feel hydrated with every every sip. But yes, roar. Roar. All right. For those of you that never heard about this movie, it comes from writer, director, star, caterer, producer, financer, <laughs> etc. Kate Noel Marshall. Who's he, Steve? Well, you may know him. Uh, he was a producer on The Exorcist. Oh, uh, that's apparently where he got a lot of a lot of money. Uh, but he was also husband of Tippi Hedren. Who's Hi- she, Steve? Of Hitchcock fame from uh, The Birds. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was in The Birds and Birdemic. And Birdemic. <laughs> and Birdemic too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Shock and awe or whatever. Electric <laughs> boogaloo. Um, but he is also the stepfather of Melanie Griffith. Who's she, Steve? Working girl. <laughs> you know, Cherry 2000. The one who isn't Cherry. The, the one other girl? Anyway. Is it wrong that now all I'm thinking about is the Bob's Burgers where they combined Working Girl and Die Hard? Die Hard, yeah, yeah. The music, and made the musicals. <laughs> we, we, we've we all had that thought. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, he was also a fucking crazy-ass lion tamer guy. Uh, yeah. Ran a preserve with him and Tippy Hedren. Him and Tippy. They... Hundreds of these large cats that were basically just like their kitties. Like... So, Picture Steve's worst nightmare. So that's his life. I believe they met on a shoot in Africa that he was producing and she was starring in. They fell in love, got married. They where where they were shooting, there was an abandoned house that was full of lions, and they came up with the idea for this movie and they wanted to shoot it, but nobody would go with them to shoot it. Like there yeah. was no camera guy, there was nothing. So they spent like five years buying their own large cats and bringing them home to their. Uh, their Southern California home and creating a preserve. Yeah. Yeah, just basically a ranch out in like the, the back hills of. Yeah, uh, like outside of Los Angeles. I forget yeah. the exact name of the town. You know, whenever you see the mountains and stuff and like an old TV show, like Rockford Files or something, yeah, that that that's where this preserve was. <laughs> Let's see. Shambhala Preserve. It's outside of Santa Clarita. Oh, yeah, see, there we go. Yes, so it was uh, established in 1972 in Acton, California, 10 miles from Palmdale. <laughs> Don't you mean Acton? Acton! <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a non-profit, home to exotic animals such as lions, Siberian tigers, Bengal tigers, leopards, servals, mountain lions, bobcats, lynx, Florida panthers, and one liger. Most of them have been surrendered because they were their illegal pets or were uh, part of circuses or zoos who did, couldn't keep them anymore. Shambhala also took in Michael Jackson's two Bengal tigers. Thanks. When, so, you know, they closed Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they do... Oh. <laughs> oh, they yeah. also have a pair of African bush elephants, Timbo and Kira. Timbo was uh, started in Tippi Hedren's film Roar. More yeah. fun facts about that. Ooh, also was in uh, The Elephant in the Elephant Man. Oh, the one that uh, raped his mother? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Timbo's got a long I mean, acting career. that's what happened in the beginning of that movie, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. I know it's David Lynch, but even then I was like, uh, that's, I, I can't think of another explanation. Yeah. Ah, they crushed her. Pelvis first. Ooh. Anyway. We're not talking about Elephant Man. That's that's another yeah. podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a podcast that reviews good movies. <laughs> but yes, Roar. So yeah, basically, uh, writer, director, etc. Noel Marshall was basically like, I want to make a movie that shows the funner side of these big cats, and they're they're just like kitties. Well, and it was and, meant to show that like they shouldn't be hunted and they shouldn't yeah. be kept as pets. They should be wild, and they we should just like leave them alone. Yep. And so I assume the story of this movie is 
probably based on the real life experience of the first time he brought his family to the preserve. <laughs> and they're like, I'm I'm sorry, how many dozens of big cats are at this house? Oh, him you and take Tippy us to? were both doing it. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. act like he was just collecting collecting cats and Tippy came home and was like, What the fuck is this? No no no. Tippy was helping all the way around. In fact, she when they Fun fact, when they separated, she's the one who took over the preserve. So, oh, yeah. Steve, it's like, if you came home and I was like, Steve, there's this little baby mountain lion. I'm just going to bottle feed him and then we'll put him outside, I promise. And then there's 15 mm. of them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, Steve, they're just like our kitties. Except but, for instead of tiny but, needle teeth, it's huge Babe, claws. I have to thank you for letting me know ahead of time that I need to nip that shit in the bud, like, <laughs> immediately. I got it just for a couple days. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Take him to the creek. Uh, but yeah, but basically it stars Noel Marshall as Hank, Tibby Hedren as Madeline, and then uh, the children, Melanie, John, and Jerry, are played by Melanie, John, and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one other very important actor I want to bring up. Oh, yeah? Mativo. Mativo. That guy. Oh, my. <laughs> so, I bow down to him. <laughs> yeah, so so Mativo is the, the African gentleman. You probably heard... Uh, the, uh, eating them, or whatever, in the yep. trailer, or whatever. He has one other acting credit. Mm-hmm. Repeat offender on this podcast. <gasps> he played Sifu in his only other acting experience in the movie Baby Secret of the Lost Legends. Yeah, Steve's second favorite character in that movie. Absolutely. <laughs> right after the pilot. No, <laughs> no but... <laughs> yeah. All right, so Roar... Yeah, by the way, Mativo played by, like, Shabala Mativo. Yeah, yeah, uh, Kealo Mativo. Kealo Mativo. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of him, but... So do we want to do a rough synopsis of the movie real quick, and then just talk about how the movie made us feel? Because really it's your feelings that pull you through this movie. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so... First off, Lion King, you hacks. Oh, uh, The starting of this movie. hacks. Oh, I almost forgot. You forgot the three most important character uh, actors oh. in this film. Oh, you mean Robbie as Robbie? Yeah. And Gary as, as Robbie's, Robbie's son. son. Gary. <laughs> and Togar as and Togar. Togar. Yeah. All three are lions. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really the, uh, dare I say, Mufasa, Scar, and... Simba? Simba of this movie? Sort of. If Simba just sat in the house crying all day. Yeah, well... Gary's a bitch! Especially the first half of that movie. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, So yeah, it starts off uh, basically, you know, stock footage of Africa, or the preserve, I'm not exactly sure which. Oh, they, they, I think they did like a year of filming, or a few months of filming in Africa, so I think there's some real shots of Africa. Yeah, did it take like five or six years for them to make this film? Wasn't that like a whole big thing? It took them 11 years. 11 years. Wow. Yeah, because we're going to get to it, but people had to be hospitalized. Oh, we do want to start off. We'll be talking in the story about uh, animals being injured and stuff like that. Apparently not one animal in this whole damn movie was injured. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. However. Do do we want to spoil this already or do we want to save this for fun facts? Let's do it. Okay. 70 people were injured. All, like, basically every member of the crew yeah. was injured at least once. And, like, severely, because it's involving yeah. big cats and elephants. And yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think it th- was... That's why it's referred to as the most dangerous movie ever made. You have Daniel Craig rolling ankle and everybody's in arms. Oh, but... yeah, no. What if he got <laughs> scalped and had to get tw- 220 stitches? And then 10 years later, starring a working girl movie. Huh? Right? Pull that off. No, no, no. She, she didn't get pads. scalped. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve years later, you directed a blockbuster movie like Speed. Yeah. All right, here I got it. Uh, yeah, Tippy Hedren and Marshall learned about the endangered wildlife of Africa while Hedren was filming Satan's Harvest in Mozambique. And they decided to make this film in response to all the uh, the damage it was doing to the reputation of all the, the, the animals. So yeah, so they began filming in the 70s. Three years after production, a flood from a dam destroyed most of the set and all of their equipment. They had financial issues, due to, the, and so the budget of the film was uh, increased dramatically. Uh, filming was completed after... Five years, but the production time was almost eleven. Damn, yeah, so crazy, and and it's often referred to as like the most expensive home movie ever made. Yeah, <laughs> as it, well, it went. Uh, yeah, it had a seventeen million dollar yeah. budget. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have what the worldwide gross was for it? Two million dollars. Hundred and ten thousand dollars. It was up to two million. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, sorry, breathe the rest. 110,000 when it was released in April of 2015. That's what I have. Right yeah, now. so that was the the minor release where it kind of gained notoriety. People were selling the few number of DVDs that were around for like thousands of dollars. Ah. And then it got re-released and then that's what we have. Yeah. By the way, get the Blu-ray with all the documentaries and the the, the commentaries and the Q&As oh, yeah. and all that shit. It is ridiculous <laughs> but yeah so the movie all right because because we talked about movies right yes right, right. yeah yeah so so the the basis of this movie is marshall hasn't seen his family in three years him and uh to be a little separation a little separation and he got a grant to work with large cats in africa so he took it uh so they're coming out for the first time to see what he's been doing for the last three years He's trying to get the whole. He's trying to get his whole uh, place ready for the uh, the kids, and we find out that the lions own his house. Yeah, they're allowed to go anywhere. He actually, apparently, he bought. According to uh, Mativo, he bought new curtains and new blankets and stuff because the lions had destroyed everything else. So he he just closed the doors on those rooms, so you know they wouldn't shred it. They were. He's just going to let him use the entryway. Yeah. So him and Mativo uh, take a boat up the river to go meet the family at the airport. But the family gets to the airport, and the bush pilot doesn't want to take them all the way into the bush, so they end up taking the bus. Yep. Oh, uh, two lions, or no, two tigers, uh, flip over Mativo's poor boat. Yeah. And so uh, they decide to walk to the nearest village, borrow a bike, and ride in the rest of the way into town. Now, when you say borrow... They stole it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stole it from the villagers. By the way, this whole... All of uh, Mativo and Marshall's things are Marshall getting the two of them into trouble and then basically telling Mativo, hold this, I'll be right back. Hold this, I'll be right back. I have to borrow a, I have to borrow the guy at the airport's car to get back and then that's going to... And then, and then I'm going to throw drive tigers like a in the and back. Bl- and blow yeah. the tire, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, ti- <laughs> yeah, the tigers follow them everywhere. Yeah. Mativo's going to like distract him with his jacket. By the way, this is a running theme through this movie that I really actually do enjoy. Every cat in this just wants to eat Mativo's jacket oh yeah <laughs> the family meanwhile show up at the house marshall's not there so they decide to open everything up and get some breeze in and then all the cats come rushing in yeah and <laughs> so then the family's like basically in this like horror situation where these giant cats you know they're not going like specifically for them oh that's right they start off because they like are tearing a zebra apart and they so they bring yep, a couple so like into bring, the entryway yep. and there's like blood and stuff everywhere and so everybody's like oh my god what's going on quick hide hide upstairs hide in the closets yeah. hide in the fridge hide in the but no cgi because this was yep. shot in the 70s <laughs> yep all live cats big cats all uh, like 
Oh, and there's a subplot of a German slash South African yeah, un- yeah. unknown accented white guy. Uh, him and a group of other guys want to shoot all the lions. Yeah, and they they're, they're with Marsh- the grant committee that comes to meet him there at the beginning. And then, like, one of the tigers hops in one of the boats and flips him over. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, like cuts up one of the guys a little bit because, you know, just. Oh, and this is where we water. get the shot of uh, Jean Devant being scalped yeah. getting out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So. There's- None of the blood on the humans in this is fake. No. These are all real injuries. Uh, and I'm pretty sure... Yeah, yeah, say... Like, so, like Marsh... I, I just looked it up. Marshall, in the very beginning of the movie... Oh, uh, so yeah, there's a couple of subplots going on, too. There's also... Uh, the head of the Pride is Robbie. He's a, a big, kind leader, and that's how come everybody can get along on the preserve. And then, uh, but Tobar is his rogue brother who had moved 500 miles out, but has been getting closer and closer and keeps coming in and starting fights. And he, cause he doesn't have a pride of his own. He's hungry and he's starving and dangerous. And babe, how can you tell the two of them apart if they're both lions and brothers? Tobar has a big bloody streak down one side of his face. It looks like he's, co- in some scenes, it looks like he's covered in grape juice. Like, I, on yeah, his I mane. think they just splashed some like jam on him yeah. or something. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, their fight scenes are great. So when he first oh, comes yeah. in, Marshall's trying trying to break up the fight scene and he gets bit in the hand oh yeah that is real mm-hmm. and apparently they thought he was going to lose his hand they even like chase him into the river and stuff a little bit and he's like no 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 yeah. hey, hey, hey. oh he like and back like, rolls oh. into the river because yeah. he's like fuck yeah. yeah yeah they're they're oh my god so the main thing of this movie like the plot that's basically it. it's pretty thin yeah. it's like and then in the end they all meet up and uh like the family all meets up at the house and uh Hank, the or you know Noel Marshall, uh, was basically like, "Oh no, yeah, these are my friends. See, they're just like kittens." Ah, blah blah blah. And then it like ends with a whole big montage of the family like playing with the kittens and. Oh, that's after the uh, the the poachers oh, murder a couple of the yeah. lions. Tobar eats them. Yeah, which is so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> but but adds to Marshall's disdain for poor Tobar. Yeah, but but yeah, watching this whole movie just with. Every single scene, like, they're trying to do this movie surrounded by big cats. And they're not trained. They did not train no. the cats for no, this. No, no, no. This is just the result of them living with the cats as their, like, normal day-to-day. Yeah, it is absolutely terrifying. Like, like you heard us talk about It Chapter 2 in our last mini-episode. Was not terrified at all for anyone nope, involved in that nope. movie. In this, whatever. from scene one, I was, I'm, uh, every, I'm, uh, I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And Steve was too. Steve was like, Steve was, I think, more uncomfortable than I even was. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, this, this is nature happening. <laughs> Those guys are fucked. The oh, whole there are so time. many scenes where they're just trying to say a lion, and a lion will just come up and put their paw around their yeah. neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, no, Marshall, like. He's like spouting, you know, it's not the best dialogue in the world by any means, but you know, he's like trying to push the plot forward yeah. and give exposition Everybody's and stuff trying like that. Really hard. As a tiger, like jumps up, uh, like puts his paw on, on his shoulder, like pulls him down or something, or like oh, yeah. like wraps him up, or is like, I, I I don't know, like another one's like passing between oh, his legs. There was and... one scene where like he was jogging across the yard to get something from a TiVo, and one of the lionesses just tackled him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is how he died. Yeah. This is a snuff film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then like, like anybody else, like 
and and he's the most natural with them. Like he's the one that like oh, yeah. really lives with them all the time. Blah blah blah. Everybody yeah. else in the movie, not so much. Tippy's all right with them. Tippy's all right. But I mean, she's supposed to be afraid of him at first, but then like as, as once they figure out they're nice. <laughs> yeah, it takes Tippy's about a, okay. it takes about two hours for like, her to be like, oh yeah, these are the greatest things ever, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh so uh, before Marshall gets back, the family's like trying to escape, and so like the two tigers who've been causing trouble all the way along like flip their boat over, and an elephant picks their boat up. Oh yeah, just smashes that shit. Smashes it, and then picks up Tippy Hedron, and apparently she broke her leg during that scene, so they had to stall shooting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I got a list of some of the injuries. They don't have all of them. Well, yeah, let me see if I have some of the fun facts here. Uh, Yeah, during filming in 1977, Melanie Griffith was mauled by a lion and required plastic surgery. Uh, She apparently had 50 stitches to her face. By the way, that scene is in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, And it was feared she would lose an eye, but she recovered and was not disfigured. And went on to be nominated for an Academy Award in Working Girl. Oh, and yeah, on another occasion, Lang grabbed her hair and wouldn't let go. That moment is also in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, her screams are not no. not movie screams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, cinematographer Jean de Bond of Speed Fame. Yeah, director of Speed and Twister and The Hunting. Got scalped and had to get 220 stitches. You can see him getting out of the water bleeding. They don't explain who he is yeah. in the movie. Yeah, he's just like one he's, of the grand of the, people yeah, or they something. Just, yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh, Marshall was bitten on the first day, interacting with the male lions during a fight scene. Dr. Sadi would lose his whole arm. He received injuries to his face and chest at one point and had to be hospitalized before shooting could continue. Uh, he was in a 12-hour coma after being diagnosed with blood poisoning due to his injuries on set. Uh, he was attacked so many times that he was eventually diagnosed with gangrene. Uh, he was clawed by a cheetah. It took several years for him to recover from these injuries. Griffith had to have 50 stitches and undergo facial reconstruction surgery. Tippy Hedron received scalp wounds and retired, re- required 38 stitches. Hedron also got a fractured leg and a broken hand due to a five-ton elephant named Tembo bucking her <laughs> off his back, which happened days after the elephant also tossed his trainer into a tree and broke her shoulder. Uh, Marshall was jumped on and bitten on the back of the head by one of the lions and required 56 stitches. I bet that's that lioness scene yeah. when he's jogging across the yard because yeah, yeah, yeah. she got up and he didn't and then they cut to oh, the next scene. Yeah, just like tackled him and it's like, all right, on to the next, you know, like a different angle or whatever, but it's like, is that the same spot? Yeah. <laughs> so in a two, 2015 interview, Marshall believed the number of people injured on the scene was oh, probably higher than 70, closer to 100. Tippy Hedron contests it was a lot less. Most of the crew... For legal reasons. Assistant director Doran Cowper had his throat and jaw bitten as one of the lions attempted to rip an ear off. He also got head, chest, and thigh injuries. Although it was reported that the attack was uh, nearly proved fatal, in the 1978 edition of Santa Cruz Sentinel printed the quote from the nurse describing his injuries as acute, meaning... Uh, simply meaning they were sudden and traumatic, but not necessarily very dangerous. 20 crew members walked off in mass. <laughs> With turnover so high, many didn't, uh, so many did not want to return, so a whole new crew had to be hired to replace them. In the, in a 1981 press note, Marshall expressed no regret with his decision to allow his family to continue working with the animals. Uh, Hedron said that despite the danger of the scenes, uh, the film was worth it. She also yeah. called Roar the toughest movie of her life. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, so the movie is amazingly nerve-wracking. Like, I, it, easily one of the oh, yeah. most 
like like my blood is always pumping watching it. I oh yeah, even the slower parts where it's like they're just trying to spout exposition when and there's lions running around in the background. It's just like yeah. what. What the fuck? What's the, going on? They're just sitting on the <laughs> stairs, and there's a pride of lions walking through them. Yeah, you just surround, like, basically sitting near them and, like, licking their paws, and like, like cats do it, but it's like, you have nine apex predators surrounding right. you, and you mean to tell, tell me your family's running a little late getting to the house? <laughs> no. Right? Oh, yeah, there, there's, and it always blows my mind, I don't know why, but it always blows my mind how big cats are just house cats, but, like, exponentially larger. Yeah. There's a scene where some of the bad guys are trying to escape by boat, and a lion is just, like, reach, gently reaching his pot and pulling the boat back to yeah. him. And they're trying to paddle away, and he just keeps doing it, and it's probably three minutes of this. Oh, yeah. And at any moment, you're waiting for him to just to swat them, because that's what a cat would do. Yeah, just be like, ah, this is frustrating, get over here, like I said. But... The look on that lion's like face, food. the look on that lion's face is the exact same one a house cat gets when it's that sort of like, I'm a little bit bored, but I'm a little bit yeah, intrigued. When it's one of those little fucking the the fishing line yeah, toy when you go catfishing. Yeah, they're just like, it's like if they're messing around with that and it's not really fine back, and then after a while they just get bored with it and go back to I don't know <laughs> devouring a gazelle. Even the scene where they were feeding the baby cheetahs, there's a very cute scene, like a little music montage where the family's, Marshall comes back and the family's getting to know all the animals. Even the baby cheetahs, it's like, oh, they are clawing their hands up while they're doing this. These baby cheetahs are like the size of border collies. (laughs) So, so yeah. So are there particular scenes that like jump in your mind as like the absolute most terrifying in this movie? Anytime the lions are fighting and Marshall's yeah. trying to get in between yeah. them. Yeah, okay, okay. We're on the same page there. Because he just goes running in, and like, arms wide, and, like, hey, making himself as big hey. as usual with his fucking Sammy He's Hagar He's slapping hair. their asses. Yeah. He's like, hey, and- you guys stop that. Nah. It's like it's like if I were to, like, grab the scruff of the kittens and, like, tear them apart. Yeah. But he's like, ah, you guys get out of here. Ah. Steve, if the kittens were having a fight, would you be afraid you were going to get scratched if you went to reach for them? Yeah. If they were a thousand pounds each, oh, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? You guys settle this. I'll be here when you're done. Oh my god! Yeah, it's fucking different. And then it, also, how close they let those tigers get to them. the two the two oh. twin tar- tigers. They're like riding in the back of the truck and have like their jaws resting, resting on, on Marshall's their head. head. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the reason why Mativa just hung onto the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, the ones where they're like super close, like yeah, in the car there, and you know Mativa's on the back making sure the tigers mm-hmm. don't just, I don't know, jump off the back or whatever. But like, like in the last scenes when they're like in the house and stuff, and they're like yeah. hiding in a closet, and the lions are just like, hey, what's in here? And like, no, shut that door, keep it shut. Uh. Yeah, or like passing by them, of like five or six of them all, in like a little kitchen. All the, all the entryway to the house scenes. Every single one. Oh, when, when they're, they're like the, all in the mezzanine, like fucking it's surrounded. A, so it's like a hallway. It's it's a decent sized hallway. It's probably like six feet by like ten feet. Yeah. And then it goes up to a stairway and it's got open balconies above. All the balconies are filled with large cats. All the stairs. Everybody's all the <laughs> stairs. They're either standing on the stairs or standing in the hallway. And literally it's star, sardine can of lions just yeah. pushing past them. 
Yeah. Fucking... All it takes is one of them to have a shitty attitude that, like, you just pull the you pull the pin on that fucking bomb. <laughs> and there's like the scenes towards the end where they're like running to the top where all the like water barrels and stuff are. Oh yeah. And they're like getting knocked around because the cats are just fucking around the barrels. Like, hey, are you yeah, in the there? One, the one and, like, scene where the sun is the in the 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 water barrel and then and the lions <laughs> are like drinking from it and then knock it over. Yeah. He was in that barrel at yeah. least for some of those. Scenes. Yeah, so for some of it, like, like when there was one lion like drinking from it, his head would, like yeah. pop up for a second, ah, and then go back down. Yeah. But when there was like four or five, there's no oh, way yeah. he was no, in no, there. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. But, but there yeah. was one, and then like every time he put his he- his head down, that full grown male lion would put its little its little yeah. its giant paw in yeah. its its paw the size of Steve's head. Like, hey, do you need help out of there, buddy? Yeah, it was, and that's just it. The they're the they're all cats. Every once in a while, they just do like the cutest little cat things, they like roll licking their, their paws roll or like their back and yeah. sort of paw at the air. Yeah, you like they like scruff them on the head, and they're just like meh, meow. <laughs> and then other times, there's fuck fire, <laughs> just clawing at each other, just destroying the fucking house as cats do. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, basically, watch the fucking movie. That's all we can really say. Watch the documentary about the movie, too. That's just as terrifying. Watch the movie, then watch the documentary, then watch the movie again, because you're going to want to. Yeah, because you're going to be like, wait, I don't remember that. Oh my god, that's what they were talking about. And I do highly recommend, I don't usually recommend the Blu-rays over the DVDs, just because it's like, who needs the extra cost? No, they really cleaned it up. Watching the DVD version was like watching a copy of a copy of a shitty VHS. The DVD one, like, looked like a film. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the colors jump out, and, again, just more terrifying because it's more pronounced. You see every single lion oh, in there. Oh, my God. And the... Okay, the music. The music was good. Yeah, I really dug it. I know it's, like, all kind of, like, you know, tree-hugger hippie crap or whatever, but... Oh, it was African-inspired. Yeah. I believe they got an African pop band to do it or It was, something. uh, Robert Hawk is, like, who they said at the end did the music, but... Okay. That, that may just be the the guy singing or Let's whatever. See, Terrence P. Minigu, Minigua? I don't know. Minogue. Com- Minogue composed the film score and worked alongside the National Film Harmonic Orchestra. Well, that's for like the the score part, but like the, yeah, the, the the songs we heard in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, Robert Florjack, credited as Robert Hawk, provided the vocals oh. for the original music, like. Ningcha Yanane, Whose Land Is This? A song with an African pop style. Excuse the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I, I dug every moment of this movie. And Togar had his own theme. Ah. Togar the Rogue! Yeah! I'm sorry that not, this Not is... to be confused with Scar. Right? I'm sorry this uh, review is a little different format than our usual yeah. format, but this movie is very different yeah, than most We could go through bit by bit and it's like, oh yeah, and then the fucking tiger jumped in the back of the thing, and then the guy had to distract him so they could run off and steal a bike. Like, we got most of the major plot points yeah, in yeah. there. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and quote... Pendulette. Uh, Pendulette. His head got a bit bit off by a fucking tiger! <laughs> Oh, that's what we got to do. We got to look up the, uh, during the trailer, there were like, um, like reviews from like the Rolling Stone and LA Times and stuff like that. And some of them were just fucking amazing. Since we already did our fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah, let's take a... Shall we do that after our break? Yeah, let's take a quick commercial break. Oh, wait, wait. First off, babe. Steve. Would you recommend Roar? 1,000%. 1,000%. Get the Blu-ray, buy it today. It's fucking amazing. And guess what, guys? If you're in the Ogden area, 
Come check us out at Brewies, December 11th, that Wednesday, 7 p.m. We will be showing the most (laughs) dangerous movie ever made, a.k.a. Roar! We will have opinions! You, we will ask for your opinions, and we will see if your pants are dry. (laughs) Not a dry pair of pants in the house. That's going to be amazing. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break then. When we come back, (gasps) we have more beer. Yeah, we do. Reviews <laughs> and what we learn from Raw. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies, and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeehaw! Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad-to-questionable movie and unpack it, so you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it! Ah! Roar, she said Roar. it. So, Steve. Yes. We have another beverage. Oh, shit. They didn't write what it is on here. What did we get from Talisman Brewing? Oh, I believe that would be the Scottish Ale. Ooh. I'm going to pop my top. I got a little cra- a little growler here. Ooh. And the pour. Yeah. Ooh, it's a nice brown beer. It's got an off-white, uh, kind of a, yeah, off-white khaki head. I love a cute little growler. Yeah, ooh, that's a really clear beer as well. Beautiful ruby highlights, nice dark color. Oh, yeah, lots of, uh, very coffee notes. Real roasty aroma on that. Oh, yeah. 
Steve's going in for the sip. Try to get a little of that head out of the way first. <clears throat> Caramely. Yeah, nice light caramel yeah, roast notes, but yeah, it's nice. Probably another nice 4% beer, like very... Pretty much all the beers dry are 4%. side, but yeah. Yeah. Excellent. We highly recommend Talisman Brewing. Yeah, very smooth. Out of Ogden, Utah. All right, babe. Steve. You want to read some of these reviews? Yeah, right, I got one got? here. Jason Bailey of Flavorwire called Roar a cross between a, a nature special, a home movie, a snuff film, and a key exhibit in a sanity hearing. <laughs> <laughs> he says, the red cut time is dedicated to the animals inflicting horrifying bloodshed, only to become cuddly kittens accompanied by a sappy string score. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Uh, I got one here from uh, Hitfix. It's like Walt Disney went insane and shot a snuff version of Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> oh, uh, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes consensus reads, Roar, Roar may not satisfy in terms of acting, storytelling, or overall production, but the real-life danger on screen makes it difficult to turn away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screen Crush, 100% uh, insane and unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Movies.com uh, says here, Just watching feels dangerous. It certainly fucking does. Matt Patches of Esquire said, A portrait of recklessness and beastly terror. It's like Citizen Kane, just plotless enough to give the animals writing credit. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane, you say? Oh, Matt Patches, I like you a lot. <laughs> oh, here we are. Uh, looks like Complex... Uh, says, it's like watching a live-action Lion King as Mufasa holds a switchblade to your throat. <laughs> Jordan Hoffman of The Guardian feels that the story has little to offer, but uh, is worth watching. He does. He says, quote, uh, Hedron and Griffith discussing sexuality is undeniably creepy. Yeah. <laughs> there is a bus ride where yeah. they talk about sex. Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Yet Roger Ebert says this movie is worth seeing once. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's not the ultimate uh, <laughs> seal of approval from Roger Ebert, I don't know what is. Oh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. So, babe. Steve. What did we learn from Roar? That I am terrified of big cats. I am uncomfortable watching people interact with them. I learned that cats of any size, their only intention is just to fuck up your home in every single way cats are assholes they really are <laughs> they don't fucking listen to nobody looking at you pickles uh i learned that uh even if they like you cats will hurt you yeah <laughs> oh god there's that scene where tippy hedron gets covered in honey oh my god <laughs> i was like this is not going to end well <laughs> so i wonder but nothing if... happened <laughs> no i wonder if there was supposed to be a scene where like a lion was supposed to be like licking it off of her yeah because that's very near where she starts turning the point and realizing they're not gonna hurt her yeah but uh I, i'm guessing that scene didn't pan out yeah probably not oh i learned uh that uh mativo was basically just tiger bait the entire movie like, oh, I need them to be distracted. Why don't you go hide up that tree there and have them play with your jacket? Like, uh, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, my friend. I learned the best way to get away from cats is to tell your friend to hold your beer. <laughs> oh, that's right. There was that one scene where uh, Matibo was kind of being a dick with uh, 
to Hank or whatever, because Hank's like, I gotta get back to my family. And he's like, you know what your friends are doing to your family right now? They are eating them and chopping their bones. They're licking their bones clean. Num, 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 num. And he's like, shut up. Shut up. They're not doing that. Drives away in his convertible with two cats in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tivo jumps on the back. <laughs> oh, this movie is full of so much good oh. information. Yeah, I do have the one thing that, like, uh, regardless of the movie or situation... A mother and daughter talking about sex in the manner in which Melanie Griffith and Tippi Hedren do is always off-putting. Steve, if your mom said to you, all you think about anymore is sex. It's been three years. You haven't, you know, found Chica Bow Wowed? I mean, I did last week. That's going to get you in trouble, Missy. (laughs) Whatever, man. I'm going to marry Antonio Banderas. Good for you. Who's the actress that's Melanie Griffith's daughter? I think from like Dennis Quaid or something like that. I think it's... Oh, Sofia Vergara. No. No, but it's like, it's one of those things where I was like, Emma Roberts from uh, American Horror Story is like Eric Roberts' daughter. And it was at that time I realized, holy shit, Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts are brother and sister, and I just never put the two together. Right? <laughs> All right, Melanie Griffith's children are Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, that's who it. That's right, because Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. She's the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Dakota Johnson. Stella Banderas. Okay. And then. Alexander Bauer. Hmm. B a u e r. <gasps> that's Stephen Bauer. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. We're finding out about our co-stars here. Bernard Carl. Oh, no. Hedren. Yep. Married to Stephen Bauer. 81, 89. You know who Stephen Bauer is, babe? Who's he, Steve? Manolo from Scarface. Yeah. Oh, wow. Stella doing? Yeah. What's Stella Banderas up to? Probably in a Robert Rodriguez movie or something. Let's see. Pulling up her IMDb right now. Apparently she was in Crazy in Alabama. Yep. Apparently she played Marilyn. She's been on When she was three years old. (laughs) Yep, apparently that and uh, appearing at the Golden Globes are what yeah. she does. Good she, for her. She does live in Spain, though. Oh, and looking at the pictures, yeah, looks like Melanie Griffith's kid. Yes, she does. Oh, uh, a picture of her with uh, Dakota Johnson and Tippi Hedren and Melanie Griffith. Aww. So cute. So cute. Cute family. Oh my god, look at him. Oh, Looking at these pictures, Antonio Banderas is a good-looking guy. No shit, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, we saw Expendables 3 a couple of weeks ago, and... Yeah, I mean, he's still a good-looking guy. I had to look it up, and like, oh yeah, he's like 52, and it's like, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I hope I look that good at 52. You will. You'll yeah. look better, because you'll be taller. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but babe... Steve. Thank you for watching Roar with me. Oh, anytime. Oh, good, anytime, because in a couple weeks, it's going to be movies. Yeah, and thank you for listening. I know, at least this one's a little different format. Just watch this movie, guys. Get it any way you can. Oh, yeah. Pay a little too much for the Blu-ray. I mean... (laughs) This movie used to be really hard to find. When we first heard about it, we were like, in, in. DVDs were selling for like thousands of dollars. Like I seen where Steve looked it up and like the cheapest he could find it was like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, well, like uh, a, there was one like, like like yeah three hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, and it's like, well, we'll never see this movie. So Steve sort of put it on his watch list, and then it was like, oh hey, <laughs> yeah, there was a like, draft house films or whatever started doing the DVD releases and yeah, or somebody did the DVD releases, but then draft house came in and started doing the the yep. good quality ones like the Blu-ray and stuff. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll find it on the internet. Check it out. You won't regret having this in your collection. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> um, but yeah, babe. Steve. If somebody wanted, was looking for art for the holidays for their family, you know, something something unique and personal and handmade, where would oh, they find that? You should totally head on over to Etsy. Not only is it full of cool artisans, I'm over there. Oh. Check out untidyvenus.etsy.com. I have all kinds of fun stuff, and I'm always adding more fun, cool things. It's true. Yeah, that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. <laughs> and of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I, learned I learned from movies. movies. Uh, yeah, we've got all kinds of events that I post for. Uh, it, hit us up. I always got polls and stuff going. And we do like our mini episodes where we want to know like your answers to like, you know, top three Stephen King movies or greatest cat actors or yeah. which movie should we do next or which month theme we should do. Um, and if you really want to be cool, check us out on patreon.com slash EILF movies where the holidays are coming up. You might get some cool free shit. Oh, guys, our holiday gifts this year are going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, our hol- you can ask our other patrons. Our holiday gifts are always good, but this year we, we got a sp- <laughs> Yeah, we went above and beyond this <laughs> we, year. So. We have a special treat. Because yeah, <laughs> we love you guys. And, and check out frankieandmur.com. Use promo code UNTIDY for 15% off your purchase and orders over $35 ship free all the time. Yeah. Frankie and Murr for the finest in aromatherapy and essential oils. Um, yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. There's a fire in the sky in the morning When the sun is a crimson dawning And the earth is a glow like a burning ember is my